Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello there. Welcome back to Luke's English Podcast. And this episode, at this point, doesn't have a name. Um, it's, it's untitled. Um, it's got a number. It's number 353. But uh, it doesn't have a name. And the reason for that is because this is an unplanned episode. I haven't really planned anything other than just to kind of talk to you about some general news and things. Nothing serious. No big deal. But uh, this is one of those unplanned episodes. And for that reason, it doesn't have a title. So this is one of those episodes in which I just sort of start talking. And uh, the idea is just to kind of uh, share some news just and chat a little bit about stuff in general. But I don't have a specific focus. And so we will see what happens. And based on what happens in the episode, based on what stuff uh, comes out of my mouth into the microphone here, uh, I will then come up with a, a title for the episode. So... I don't know, maybe some random thing will come up. Uh, maybe there'll be a, a tangent um, and uh, that will that'll cause the... That'll kind of create the, the name of the episode. So we're just going to go crazy, just see what happens. You know, just uh, let let the thoughts flow uh, and we'll, we'll just see where the whole thing goes, you know. It's just a crazy freeform uh, experiment, I suppose. Um, now, it's normal at this point that I tell you uh, about sponsors, right? Because, um, you know, that's what podcasts do. Have you noticed? I don't know if you listen to any other podcasts, but um, it's very normal now in podcasting for there to be sponsorship. And so people mention their sponsors. And uh, so I've got two sponsors. Uh, obviously, the first one is italki. You know all about them because I've mentioned them a few times. And uh, I got some comments, actually, about italki. I actually got a comment today uh, from a, a Lepster uh, called Mamen, who is, I believe, from Spain. And uh, she left a really, really nice comment on my page today saying, thank you for all the amazing podcasts. Thank you for your comment. Um, thank you. Honestly, thank you so much. It means a lot when I read things like that. It's just lovely. Um, and the comment was like this. She said, these last four episodes have been hilarious and so amusing. Uh, you're such a hardworking man. Yes, I am. Um, I just want to share with you my great experience with italki, she says. Uh, she said, I thought that you might like to read it. She said, I've been using it for three months, more or less, and I'm so glad. I've been with three different teachers, and now I stay with two, and I can't decide which one I should stay with, because the two of them are great. They're so different, but so good at the same time, and it's fantastic, uh, because one of them has in entirely different thoughts from mine, but so respectful and friendly, and it's so interesting to understand another point of view and try to explain things and thoughts to her. She's so polite and so different 
uh, to our passionate and boisterous way of behaviour, and I must stay with her to learn. On the other hand, there is Sue, who is fantastic. It's so great to have a lesson with her, because she's always in a good mood and so positive and helpful. I love the way she empathises without forcing it. Uh, and we have lots of things in common, so I love to have lessons with her. I think she has a natural gift to teach. Maybe I should stay with both of them. What do you think? Um, okay, that's that's kind of a good problem, isn't it? That's a good problem to have. Do you stick with both or do you just do one? Well, why not stick with both? I think that staying with both is a great idea because then you get kind of the best of both worlds, don't you? Because it seems to me that Sue is just a, a really pleasant t- person to spend time with. It would be great if I knew her surname so that other Lepsters might be able to find her on iTalky. So I th- it's Mamen. I think that you're I think the person commenting here is Mamen. I'm not sure. But anyway, you'll know who you are if you left this comment. If you if you feel like it, let us know the, the surname of Sue and the other teacher as well, so that maybe other Lepsters might want to have some lessons with them because they sound great. So it sounds like Sue is really just a nice, uh, easygoing person that you like to spend time with. But the other one, I don't know who her na- what her name is, but the other one seems to be more challenging. She's got different opinions. I think it sounds like a good balance. And if you're happy with both, and if you're able to continue with both, then do both. Um, I don't know if Sue and the other teacher know each other. Maybe they could sort of share ideas so that you don't end up doing the same thing. But I think that there's nothing wrong with doing both at the same time. I mean, it, you know, the other advantage, if you did just one, it would mean that, that you could spend all your time with that person and they could perhaps tailor the learning to you more specifically. But I think staying with both is perfectly good. It's, it's good to get different voices and good to speak with different people, to get variety. Um, the main thing is that you're having a good time and you feel like it's being useful and you're being pushed and you are relaxed uh, in the te- in the teaching and the speaking experience, then it's all it's all good. I would say from there. I mean, you know, different strokes for different folks. I think that some people listening to this, if they were to take lessons with iTalkie, for example, they might want a more structured approach. And I'm sure there are teachers out there who could do that. Uh, but Mamen, um, and I think it's you. Thanks for the comment. Um, and. That's my advice. I think you could probably carry on doing both. But get in touch with me again if you want to ask me about that. Um, all right. Anyway, so that's my man who's been having a great time on italki. And you can do it too, ladies and gents. Um, just go to teacherluke.co.uk forward slash talk. And then you can get started. There's no obligation. You can just check out the service. You don't need to pay any money at the beginning. Just have a look at it and check out some of the teacher's profiles. And then if you fancy it, you could... You could take trial lessons with people, and they're cheaper. You can just test people out for like half an hour or something. Arrange a trial lesson with a few teachers that you like the look of. You can search for teachers in the search, um, like the search bar, and you can choose different options like exam courses or business English or general English or whatever. Um, so find a few teachers you like and test them out and. Um, take some trial lessons with them and when you find one that you think is the the right kind of person for you then you could consider you know taking some some classes with them or just doing some speaking time with those people and when you do that and you buy some time then uh, italki will give you 100 italki credits which you can use again in the future that's because you're a lepster you see 
that's the deal um so that's good the other sponsor is audible and that's still going uh, teacherluke.co.uk forward slash audible or click an audible logo on the website and you can still get a free audiobook just go on there they've got loads of titles to choose from and you can just download a free audiobook boom there you go job done so that that's uh that's the the episode hasn't even started yet because that was just the uh sponsorship mentions a slightly longer one than normal uh but now it's time to start the jingle and here we go ladies and gentlemen this is a journey into the english language a journey into the dna of the english language really the dna of the english language now that's a really quite a strong claim i find your lack of faith disturbing who are you you talking to me you talking to me you know who i'm talking to i'm a school teacher i teach english composition oh really yes yes i am an english teacher uh, and I do teach English, and uh, you're listening to my podcast. It's called Luke's English Podcast. And, and just in case you didn't already know, this is a podcast for people who are learning English. And uh, it's it's pretty popular. Um, it's quite popular. It is. Let's see. Um, it's had, oh God, it must have had about 12 million downloads by now. It's been going for seven years. Um, it's, it's um, yeah, there you go. It's won awards. I have won awards before, and talking of awards, um, I know that my regular listeners might be interested to know what happened at the British Council Elton Awards um, just last week. So, um, I mentioned a few episodes ago that this podcast was nominated for a British Council Elton Award. The Eltons are basically, they're like the Academy Awards for English language teaching. So, they're the English language teaching industries top awards it's like the oscars for tefl tefl that's teaching english as a foreign language so the eltons are like the oscars for tefl and i got nominated in one of the categories i got nominated for best actor no i didn't or best director no i didn't best supporting actor no it's not like that um the the nomination i got was in the category of digital innovation um actually hold on a minute because i've got the brochure I've got the brochure downstairs from the awards. So I need to just pop downstairs to get it so I can read a few things from the brochure. So just hold on a second. And with the magic of podcasting, I'm going to press pause. You're not going to notice. You're not going to even have to wait uh, for me to go downstairs and come back up again. So I'm just going to hit pause and then instantly I'll be back. It's like time travel or something. So I'm going to, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to breathe in and then I'm going to breathe out. And in that time... I will have gone downstairs, picked up a brochure and come back. I could have done it in this the time it's taken me to say this. Anyway, <gasps> right, done. I've been downstairs and back all in one breath. That's not how that's not how I go downstairs. It's not like diving underwater. I don't know why I did that breath thing. I think it was just to prove that I could do it quickly. Whew, I'm actually out of breath now. <sighs> I'm right. Okay. So the Eltons um, celebrating innovation. These these are awards that are set up by the British Council and uh, Cambridge English, which is like the University of Cambridge's uh, English language department, and they 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 organise all of the English language exams like IELTS and FCE and CAE and CPE and stuff like that. 
So these are like the top institutions in English language teaching. And every year they have this uh, these awards. Um, and according to the brochure, it says the Eltons, now in their 14th year, are the only international awards that recognise and celebrate innovation in English language teaching. They reward educational resources that help English language teachers and learners to achieve their goals. In total, there are six awards that reward... Huh? In total, there are six awards that reward ELT products and services, in addition to the Lifetime Achievement Award. As before, applications have been judged by an independent panel of English language teaching professionals using the Delphi technique, which is like a very special uh, technique for judging things in a completely impartial uh, way. During the ceremony, we will also be celebrating the winners of our ELT Master's Dissertation Award and recognising the recipients of our ELT Research Partnership Awards. So it's all very, very professional and very well respected and everything. And my podcast was nominated in the Award for Digital Innovation. And as it says here in the brochure, it says this award recognises the innovative use of technology aimed at learners or teachers of English. So apparently I was deemed, my podcast was deemed to be an innovative use of technology for learners of English. And so here I am being innovative and uh, talking to you, uh, my large audience of learners of English around the world using digital technology podcasts. Um, And apparently I'm doing it well enough for it to be nominated for this award so first of all i should say that a nomination on its own is brilliant i mean that's a really big achievement i'm really really proud just to have been nominated um now you might be thinking luke did you win and the answer is no i didn't win i didn't win this one you can't win them all you know you can't win them all um no i didn't win but for me, being nominated was just fantastic. And I went to the awards ceremony last Thursday evening. And it was a, like a proper red carpet ceremony. So I went with my wife. You know, my wife, she loves, she loves red carpet events. Um, she's a big fan of the Elton Awards. Um, so my, I went with the wife. And uh, we kind of brushed shoulders with some of the up-and-coming talent from the TEFL world, including also some of the well-established big names of the TEFL industry, as I just closed the door there. And I brushed shoulders with the likes of, well, let's see, who... I think probably the biggest, uh, biggest name of TEFL that I saw was Michael Swan. You know Michael Swan? Now, if you are an English language teacher... I'm sure that you know Michael Swan, and he's a he's a great author who who wrote some of the like some of the classics, including the grammar reference book, A Practical English Usage. You know that one, A Practical English. I can't even say it. A Practical English Usage by Michael Swan is like the Bible for TEFL teachers because it's a great reference guide for you know all of the aspects of the English language. So if you've got a question about grammar or a question about vocabulary or something like that, some issue, you can just open a practical English usage and find the right page and it'll explain everything for you. It's like the the Bible for TEFL teachers. Uh, So Michael Swan was there and all of the, uh, you know, the glitterati of the TEFL world. 
And um, so I was there brushing shoulders with, with them, quite literally brushing shoulders with uh, the, the, uh, the English teaching world's finest. And uh, the ones who won in my category were um, Archimedes Inspiration, who are a company, and they've created this app. And it's, uh, to be honest, to be fair, it looks like they've put loads of work into this. It's like a really big project. And it's a full, full-on company. There's a director. They have staff who do all of the coding. They have programmers and stuff. And uh, they're based in the Czech Republic. And basically, it's a, it's a mobile app application. It's on iPad at the moment, and they're developing it for iPhone and Android. And essentially, it features f- movies that have been adapted into fully-fledged materials for modern foreign language learning. It's re- convenient, it's fun, it's interactive, and it's entertaining. And it's complicated. I thought that it was just that you watch the movies and you could sort of pause it and look at the subtitles. It's actually a lot more complex than that. And you get the transcripts of the movie and translations in two columns while the movie is running. And you can cover up the original translation. You can cover up the script. Um, You can kind of go back to any line of the script and play it repeatedly. There are bilingual audio flashcards. Uh, The user can can use them to create... uh, they, they can create new flashcards easily from the script and practice vocabulary and drill pronunciation. And there are little footnotes that clarify idioms and cultural elements of the text. And also there are grammar and comprehension exercises uh, in the exercises part. And apparently by learning through films, users can improve their vocab and pronunciation as well as the ability to understand authentic language. Um, and the judge, there's a judge's quote here in the um, brochure that says uh, that uh, movies enjoy languages that's the name of the app uh, is a motivating real world language learning opportunity using great content and i'm very impressed by these guys like i met a couple of the 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 guys from the team and they were there with the award and i mean they traveled all the way from the czech republic they they won the award it was really nice to meet them and i was obviously they were really proud to have won it they had this glass award they let me touch it Okay, they let me touch the award. So I, I did touch the award. I didn't kiss it. Uh, I didn't go that far. They offered it to me. They were like, I was like, can I? I said, can I touch it? And he's like, yes, you can touch it. You can kiss it if you like. And I was like, no, 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 no let's not go too far. Um, and uh, so it was very nice to meet them. And they look like they've been working really hard on it. Um, so good job to them. It's called Movies, colon, Enjoy Languages. So Movies, enjoy languages i think if you search if you've got an ipad you can find that on the app store movies enjoy languages and one of the amazing things is that they've managed to get um copyright agreements they managed to get copyright from disney and paramount pictures amazing absolutely amazing that they've managed to get the rights to movies by these big film studios to use in their apps and it's because it's for educational content. So I think that's that's the reason. So they've done really, really well. So they definitely deserve to win. And they've got a great product. And they've put tons of work into it. And they've got, you know, team a team of people working on it. So well done to them. Um, let's see. I also hung out with uh, um, some of the people responsible for uh, a service called SA Jack. 
SA Jack looks really cool. It's basically a, a structured writing tool for academic writing. And um, it's pretty complicated, but essentially it's like sort of a, an online platform. Um, I think that they sell it to institutions and schools and things like that. And it's basically like this platform that allows um, teachers to help learners to write academic essays. And it features every bit of support that you could imagine for the teacher and the learner in developing the skills for writing academic essays. And I'm sure it's going to be a big hit. I mean, they are currently, I think they're, they're, you know, they're, they're looking at finding partners or business partners for launching this platform with different organisations. I, th- I understand that they, one of the things that they've managed to achieve recently is um, to incorporate an SA Jack button in Microsoft Word. I think some versions of Microsoft Word will incorporate SA Jack. So they, you can actually press the button and Microsoft Word will use SA Jack's platform to help you write your academic essays. Pretty good. So just search for SA Jack. S-A-E-S-S-A-Y Jack. J-A-C-K. SA Jack. Just Google it and you'll probably f- you, you'll find the trial version or you'll find some demonstrations of it and stuff like that. Um and the, the judge said that Essay Jack was the most comprehensive structured writing tool that he's ever seen. Very nice. So my podcast was in the uh, category as well. So it was very flattering to be sort of um, uh, considered worthy to be in this award, you know? Like when you think about the, the, the people, the other people in this um, award and the amount of work that they've put into it. I'm quite flattered to be with these hardworking professionals. Um, so uh, the judge, uh, the judge said about my podcast that it was uh, that it is, in fact, uh, collaborative, fun, real world, mobile friendly learning experience. So a collaborative, fun, real world, mobile friendly learning experience. That's nice. Um, yeah, so there you go. I suppose collaborative because of things like the tr- uh, transcript collaboration and other things like that. So there we go. So I didn't win, but it was nice to be uh, considered uh, worthy enough to be nominated. So I'm very proud and I will continue to um, display the uh, badge on my website that says that I was nominated for the award. And I, I consider it to be uh, a very high accolade indeed. Uh, so, I mean, maybe I should go for it again next year. I don't want to be one of those people who's just constantly applying for an award until until the the organisers feel they need to give it to me just to stop it being embarrassing. But maybe I will. Maybe I will apply next year. Well, let's see. Let's see what happens. Uh, the Macmillan Dictionary Awards are coming in August. So anyway, that's a, that's a that's something to to deal with later on. Um, I one person left a comment. I think it was Marie from France left a comment on my page saying that she checked out the other nominees and she couldn't really understand why um, she didn't really understand why they were different or something like that. Essentially the, the, the reason that I was in the digital innovation category is because I use digital technology in an innovative way to help people learn English and all the other people in my category have done that in some way. For example, SA Jack using this online uh, tool um, movies enjoy languages is an app and there are other things like for example there's a downloadable um, game called Wibu 
which is a sort of like a Legend of Zelda type game that that allows you to learn English while you play the game. Uh, there's the Listening Post by Paul Driver, which is like fascinating, cool way of integrating audio with like posters, and amazing. Like somehow you you can he's developed this thing where he he can put posters up in his language school, and if the students in his school have downloaded an app that they can. Um, go up to the poster and scan something on the poster and it launches audio. I don't know. It's like an interesting way of incorporating audio into the classroom on an individual basis. And as a teacher, that would be interesting because you could kind of set up some sort of dictation exercise where the students in your class are listening to different things and they're doing it all through their iPhones. So that's a kind of a cool thing. There's so many inventive products uh, um on on display here so it was a lot of fun and you know uh, the wife and i enjoyed uh, drinking some champagne and walking around and mingling with uh, other people at the um, at the event and we enjoyed walking along the red carpet um i've never i don't think i've ever walked along a red carpet before so that was a first um, so that was a lot of fun. So there you go. That was the Elton Awards. What else has been going on? Um, some other people recently have been contacting me about the weather here in Paris. You might have seen it on the news that it's been very, very wet. And in fact, it rained for something like four weeks, almost. It's like between three and four weeks of consecutive rain here in Paris. Today, it has cleared up a bit. And in fact, the sky is blue. There's, there are clouds. There are sort of clouds looming in the distance. So I can see there as I look to... Which direction is that that I'm looking in? I think this is... I'm looking to the south... Uh, where am I looking? Southwest. I'm looking towards the southwest now, I think. And there are some dark clouds there in the distance. But for most of the day, it's been fairly clear, which is a very, very welcome change indeed, because three weeks of constant rain is just horrible especially at this time of year because you know you need sunlight i think um everyone has been suffering as a result of this dodgy weather um it it really kind of makes you feel a bit depressed you feel under the weather you literally feel under the weather uh if you feel under the weather that that's just a that's a, an expression that means you feel a little bit unwell. You feel tired or depressed, or maybe you've got a bit of a cold. You know, how are you today? Oh, I'm feeling a bit under the weather, to be honest, meaning I'm feeling a bit sort of like I've got a bit of a cold, feeling a bit ill. So when you don't see the sun for three weeks and it's raining every day and it's grey and dark and chilly, then it does make you feel a bit under the weather. So the the sunny, hot weather today is a, is a welcome change. Um, and you might have seen on the news that there's been lots of flooding because the Seine, the you know the main river here in Paris, the Seine, um, has um, almost burst its banks. When a river bursts its banks, it means the water flows over the edges of the river um, and it causes flooding uh, to burst. Burst, you know, like pop. Like it, if something bursts, it means it's sort of... Uh, um, Let's say, in this case, it's a river that bursts. The river can't contain the water and the water poof, comes out. Um, also, we use burst for a balloon. You know a balloon when it's someone's birthday? You, you inflate a balloon. And if you're not careful, if, you, if the balloon hits 
something like a needle or a pin or a cactus or something, then pam, the balloon will burst. Pam, pam. I don't think that's the pop. That's probably the better word for it. Pop, the balloon will burst. Okay, so burst a bubble, burst a balloon, or in this case, the river burst its banks. I think the river did flood. It did burst its banks a little bit in some places, and some people's homes have been flooded. And uh, the, the Louvre, the the museum, uh, which I think is the big, it, it's maybe the biggest museum in the world, Le Louvre, and it contains some classic works of art, including the Mona Lisa, of course. Um, the Louvre had to move a lot of the Louvre had to move a lot of its artwork from the basement in order to, you know, protect it because obviously the, the Louvre is right next to the river. And if the river bursts its banks, then the basement um rooms of Le Louvre uh would become flooded and it could cause t- terrible damage to some of their priceless um artifacts that they have there so emergency situation there at the louvre and they had to like take uh, you know extreme precautions uh, but also a lot of people's homes have been flooded people who live down near the river have have experienced terrible flooding you know with flood waters you know like a, a meter or something or maybe more uh, a meter of flood water in people's homes, and that must be an absolute disaster. It must be awful to have your home flooded like that. And flood water is always filthy and very damaging. And can you imagine? I mean, I expect their homes will never really be the same again. They'll always have that sort of smell, that musty smell, and that dampness. And so that's. I feel really sorry for those people who've suffered from that. Um, luckily, we live um, up the hill. So there is a hill in the sort of northern parts of the city, uh, Montmartre, Montmartre, Montmartre. And that's where um, that's where the artists used to live. And on the top of the hill, there is a big cathedral called um, the Sacré-Cœur de Montmartre. And it's a beautiful sort of cathedral on the top of the hill. We don't live on the top. We don't live in Montmartre, but we live sort of near Montmartre. So we're just sort of down the hill halfway up the hill you could say and um so we've avoided the flooding thank goodness but thank you very much for any um messages that you sent to me uh, expressing your concern about the flooding and things like that we're absolutely fine and in fact paris in general is fine it's just under the weather a little bit it looks like it's clearing up but according to the weather forecast there will be thunderstorms later on um which I don't mind. I don't really mind thunderstorms. I like thunder and lightning. Thunder and lightning. I find it to be really exciting and dramatic. And because we're quite high up here in, in our flat, we get good views over the city and often we see amazing lightning in the sky. In fact, the last time we had a big thunderstorm here, we took photos of the lightning with our iPhones because it's amazing, right? iPhones now... Um, well, I guess for a couple of years, they've had this function where you can take like a rapid burst of photographs. So you hold your finger on the on the button when you're taking a photograph and it takes like a big rapid burst of photographs. And that's perfect for taking pictures of lightning because lightning is amazing in photographs. It's just incredible. When it happens, obviously it's too fast. You never really get the chance to appreciate it because it's, it's it happens and it's gone. But if you can time it right and you take a burst of photographs and the lightning strikes 
in the middle of your photograph burst, then you look through the pictures, you will get some amazing shots of lightning. So we took some amazing photographs of lightning before and uh, oh, it looks fantastic. So maybe if there is a thunderstorm tonight, we'll go up and be, obviously we'll be careful because lightning is obviously very dangerous. You don't want to get struck by lightning. Um, we'll be careful, but we'll see if we can get some photographs of the lightning and that's always good. Yeah, struck by lightning. Yeah, to be struck by lightning. That's the expression. Um, it does happen. It does. You've got to be careful in, the, in a thunderstorm. Um, one of the most common mistakes that people make in a thunderstorm is that they shelter under a tree, which is a terrible idea, apparently, because that if you want to get struck by lightning, obviously you don't. Who wants to get struck by lightning? But if you... Um, uh, if there is a thunderstorm, don't hide under a tree because obviously the tree acts like a conductor for the electricity. The, the lightning is going to strike the highest thing in the area and often that's like a big tree. It might look like it's a good place to shelter from the rain, but the lightning is very likely to strike the tree. And if it does, then all the electricity is going to come down through the tree. And I, you know, imagine the scene, all the electricity flowing through the tree, but also coming, I imagine, the electrical current would branch out from the tree and go through all the people standing underneath it and that's apparently that's a very common thing it does happen quite a lot so uh, you know if there's a thunderstorm and you're stuck outside it might you might get wet but it's best to try and find a very low area like a ditch or somewhere that's very low to the ground and lie down try not to um give the lightning anything to strike because obviously the lightning is going to strike the 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 thing that's uh, highest you know any elevated thing it's going to strike that so if you're standing alone in a in a field then you're going to be the most elevated thing in the area and the lightning will hit you and you don't want that because it can be fatal it's not fun i imagine um golfers um, often are victims of lightning strikes because you know they stand out in on golf courses and they often carry you know metal golf clubs uh so it's pretty dangerous and in fact um just uh what last week or the week before um some people got struck by lightning here in paris uh apparently there was a uh, well i remember there was a big thunderstorm because i was teaching at the time and i heard the the thunder we were you know in the class teaching and there was this very loud thunder like that and the whole class stopped you know we all stopped and listened to it um, and uh, it was a thunderstorm moving over Paris, and apparently the lightning struck in a park here in the western part of the city, at Parc Monceau is, is what it's called. Lightning struck a tree there, and apparently there was a group of people sheltering under the tree, and they got struck by lightning, and I think about 11 people went to hospital, and people were in critical condition. I believe that one person died as a result of that. So it's, you know, it's really dangerous. You've got to watch out for the lightning. It's great to look at, but you don't want to actually experience it close up. Um, yeah. All right. So that's the Paris weather. Um, let's see. What else do I have on my agenda here? Um, I'm sure I had some other things to talk to you about. Um, Sorry, We're English, the comedy show, um, is still going on. Now, I wasn't there last week because I was in London at the Elton Awards. Uh, but I understand that uh, some Lepsters came to the show. And um, they were a little bit disappointed that uh, I wasn't there. Because, of course, you know, you would be disappointed, wouldn't you? If you'd, you know, come to a place in order to meet me and I wasn't there, you'd be gutted, right? 
Um, well, anyway, apparently these Lepsters were a little disappointed that uh, they didn't get to meet uh, Luke from Luke's English Podcast. So if that is you, if you're the people who um, came to see me and I wasn't there, then I'm very sorry, very sorry to have disappointed you. But, you know, on the other hand, you did get it um, as my replacement. You did get Amber and Paul and Tom. Um, so you, you actually got to meet Amber and Paul. Uh, so I hope that was nice for you. But um, no, I wasn't there last Thursday. Uh, but I will be there this Thursday. And in fact, um, I'm going to be doing Sorry We're English with Paul um, um, throughout the summer, except in August. I think that the last th- so the last three weeks of August, I won't be there. I'll be away doing something else. But I'll, I will be performing in June, in July and the first week of August and then probably starting again in September every Thursday at 8pm at the Pan Am Art Cafe. Um, And um, Paul Taylor will be joining me most of the time. Um, He's going to be away for some dates in June. So for um, like this week, the following week, and and maybe one other date in June, um, I will either be doing the show solo or I'll be performing with Amber and maybe Tom as well. Um, So the show continues. And um, if you are planning to come down, then it would be great to see you. And in fact, we've been getting more and more Lepsters at that show, which is really cool considering, um, you know, I don't have that many Lepsters in Paris. I know I have more and more. They're they're growing in number. But some people actually travel um, all the way there just to see us, which is really cool. And right now I've got a crazy idea. Okay, do you want to hear my crazy idea? Do you want to hear it? Are you listening? You want to hear my crazy idea? Right, I've got I've got this crazy idea and I don't know if it's possible. But imagine this, right? Imagine this, the Luke's English Podcast World Tour. The Luke's English Podcast World Tour. It's a crazy idea, but it might just work. So, now I'd love to do live podcast recordings. Like recording the podcast live in front of an audience. And that would be like a combination between doing the comedy show and doing the podcast. I could kill two birds with one stone, do a live podcast recording. I would do that here in Paris, but I just don't really have enough listeners in Paris for me to be able to do that. I mean, I could start doing that, but most of the people coming wouldn't already be Lepsters. They would be like, what's this? It's it's just a guy recording a thing. They wouldn't know what it was. Uh, the, The comedy show works here because... That's fine because, you know, I've got all the material and the jokes and everything. That's fine. But I'm not ready to do live podcast recordings here in Paris yet. I think. Maybe I am. Maybe I've got legions of uh, Parisian Lepsters who are all ninjas and they're all hiding in the shadows. Um, if you are a Parisian or uh, indeed French Lepster uh, and you would, you'd be interested in coming to see me record Luke's English podcast live somewhere, let me know. But I know I've got more Lepsters, more fans in other parts of the world. Um, my top countries being probably Russia, Japan, China, uh, also fans in Poland, Brazil, Spain, Italy, um, and various other places. Sorry if I didn't mention your country. Um, but what about the idea of going to, I don't know, let's say Moscow or St. Petersburg or something like that to put on a show? Uh, would that be interesting to you? I don't even know if it's possible because I don't know any venues. If Let's say we're talking about Moscow. Which one do you think? Moscow or St. Petersburg? If I'm talking about Russia, which is the better city for me to go to to do a live podcast show? What do you think? Um, 
I don't even know where I would go. I don't know the city at all. I don't know where I'd stay. It's just a crazy idea at the moment, but uh, it might just work. But I'd need to find a venue and a good venue, you know, not too big, but um, let's not be over ambitious. I don't know how many people I could expect to get there, but, uh, you know, maybe on a first attempt, if we could start with about 50 people or something like that, I think that's probably achievable. That's a good enough size, fairly small, but, you know, good enough size, I think, to begin with. I know I've got many more Lepsters in in Moscow than that, but um, I think the main thing is that I get a full room with the right people in it. So do you reckon I could find a venue which would have um, a stage and a microphone and seating for about 50 people and maybe a place to get drinks or something? You know, a nice friendly place that's sort of friendly to an English-speaking event like that. Um, Now, I don't know how much money I could put into it, but it's just a crazy idea. Imagine that, doing either a public appearance, a comedy show, or a live podcast recording in front of an audience, and I could come to your town. But I just need to know if it's possible. So now let me know. You don't have to be in in Moscow or St. Petersburg. You could be in any place at all, um, any country. If you think that you could get an audience of people together to come and see a show, um, then let me know, okay? Leave me your comments and let me know what you think about that because I, you know, I need to know about venue, right? Where would it happen? Size of the venue, how many seats are there? Um, is there a stage? Is there a microphone and an audio setup? Because um, if I've got seats, a stage, microphone, audio, and um, friendly people in the venue who would understand what I'm doing um, and who would be willing to you know, put on a a unique show, then I think it might be possible. And then who knows, it could be the start of some sort of crazy adventure. I could possibly start bringing the podcast to you. Just an idea. Let me know what you think. um, And, uh, and we can maybe talk about this a bit more. All right. Okay. So I've just got a couple of other things to talk about before we end this episode. So another one is Euro 2016. Um, Now I talked about um, the weather in France, and you know that's received a lot of attention from the media. But also, the European football championships are going to start in just a few days. It's the Euro Football Cup, the Euro, Euro 2016, and uh, it's a really big one, and it's happening here in France. So I'm going to talk about it. Okay. The problem is that I have not been keeping up with football at all. I mean, I'm completely out of touch. I've just been too busy with work and podcasting and award things and stuff like that. And I'm trying to keep up with the football. I've been, you know, reading about it and watching some summaries of the 2016 Euros. Um, But um, I love football. I love these international uh, footballing events. And um, so I do plan to cover the Euros in, um, in, in some episodes coming up soon. I just don't know how I'm going to do that. But again, you can leave your comments. What do you think about the Euros? Are you interested in that? Would you like me to talk about uh, football like I did for the World Cup? Uh, um, When was that? Two years ago. Yeah. All right. Uh, Another thing is I got, we got fiber optic internet installed in the flat. We've got fiber optic internet. Before we just had like normal, like a cable connection broadband. Now we've got fiber optic. Now I know that if you're in Korea or Japan or Sweden or something, you're probably thinking you've only just got fiber optic now. 
God, you're late. Yeah, we are quite late here in Europe in some places. So we've only just got fiber optic here in the apartment. And wow, it's amazing. It's like a revolution. It's, it's absolutely incredible. It's going to change my life. Okay. Now, I'll give you an example. It used to take about 20 minutes to upload uh, a one-hour episode of my podcast, audio. 20 minutes it used to take to upload that. Now, with the fiber optic, it takes about one minute. Just done. It's unbelievable. Incredible. I uploaded a video onto YouTube, just a private video onto YouTube. It was done in like less than five minutes. And before, that would have been like a, an all-night thing. I would have had to try and, up, try and keep the video uploading all night. And often it just wouldn't work. And now, wham, just goes up in five minutes. It's like the difference between, okay, the comparison that I could make is that, you know, a syringe, you know what uh, doctors use to inject uh, medicine into your body with a needle on it, a syringe, okay? Now, imagine trying to squeeze a litre of water through a syringe. <clears throat> trying to squeeze the water and the water comes out in a little jet and it takes like half an hour to squeeze this litre of water through this tiny syringe. <clears throat> That's what it used to be like uploading an episode of my podcast. Now, it's like I've got a litre bottle of water and you just open the cap and just... <clears throat> The water just comes tumbling out. It's incredible. So this is good news because it means that I can do more stuff on the internet. And it should mean that I could upload more videos. Uh, because previously it was just problematic uploading videos. It took ages and it was really annoying and complicated. And now it's much more efficient. So this might mean I can do more video stuff. But we will see. I mean, I'm not making any promises because video is a bit of a headache for me. I prefer to keep it simple with audio. But, you know, anyway, watch this space. There may be more video stuff arriving on my YouTube channel at some point. Um, I think that's probably it for this episode uh, because uh, my wife's nearly home and it's time to have dinner. So we're going to sit upstairs on the terrace. We're going to eat sushi for dinner. We're treating ourselves to a takeaway this evening. Um, so sushi for dinner and maybe a bit of lightning action um, as well. But don't worry, we will try our best to avoid being struck by lightning. Um, and uh, you will then be able to listen to more podcasts in the future because uh, I'll still be alive. Imagine if I got struck by lightning and I turned into lightning man. It's unlikely, isn't it? It's very unlikely. It's more likely that I would just die. <sighs> That's not a very positive note is it to end this podcast on it's not is it ladies and gentlemen oh <laughs> that was a surprise ladies and gentlemen um yeah all right well on this weird note this is how i'm going to end the podcast thank you very 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 much for listening um okay what you can do now at the end is do a couple of do me a couple of favors one favor that you could do is just leave a comment on the episode because that's always nice um another thing that you could do is tell your friends about the podcast if you like this podcast and if you think that it helps your english then spread the word let your friends know okay i always appreciate that and word of mouth is um one of the best ways to um you know spread the word basically word of mouth is a good way it's good it's a good form of marketing just word of mouth. So, you know, let your friends know. Um, that's if you like the podcast. If you don't like the podcast, just don't say anything. Okay. If you don't like the podcast, I don't know. What, what are you doing here? I mean, just hanging around. Um, but if you do like the podcast, let your friends know. Think of 
people that you know who might like this and just tell them about it. Maybe send them a link or something like that. Um, what else could you do? I think that's it. That's it for the moment. Just keep listening to my episodes. Uh, keep enjoying listening to the episodes and stay positive with your English. Uh, the right attitude, you know, just keep the keep the uh, attitude going and I will speak to you again soon. All right, thanks for listening. Goodbye. Bye, 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 bye. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Luke's English podcast. You can't touch this. This is a masterpiece of the English language. All righty then. Just think of the accolades it's received over the years. Wait a minute. Who are you? I'm Luke Skywalker. I'm here to rescue you. This is going to be good. Really? Yes. I want to get into it, man. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Luke's English podcast. And this is Britain at its best. You lucky people. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. If you enjoyed this episode of Luke's English Podcast, consider signing up for Luke's English Podcast Premium. You'll get regular premium episodes with stories, vocabulary, grammar, and pronunciation teaching from me, and the usual moments of humor and fun. Plus, with your subscription, you will be directly supporting my work and making this whole podcast project possible. For more information about Luke's English Podcast Premium, go to teacherluke.co.uk slash premium info.